This is Ryan Ridley, the guy from Jeff's Gym, and you're listening to the best community podcast ever, Shut Up Leonard. Shut up, Leonard. I'm Matt. I'm Andrew. And we like community. We do. And today, we have a special guest who also likes community. Yeah. His name is David Spencer, and he's from a podcast. I do! It's true. He, we got confirmation from him. I am! <laughs> uh, this is David Spencer, everybody. Hello, David. Hey, guys. How you doing? We're doing great. How are you? Great. I'm doing awesome. I'm, I'm going to talk about community, which is pretty much the greatest television show that's ever been made. You'll, can you'll can find confirm. No arguments on this podcast. Special thanks, <laughs> of course, to Alex Moschina, by the way, of Slackdory.com. Uh, he, he did our theme song, and he's a great American. Yes. So let's let's start talking about this episode. What's it's the sixteenth episode mm-hmm. of the third season called? of Community, and it's called Virtual Systems. You're killing me. What was that? <laughs> I didn't know the last one. It's word. right in front of you upside down. Virtual systems analysis mechanics. Oh, my gosh. Um, killing me. So I forgot my notes at home. We were recording at Andrew's place. Uh, David, of course, is joining us via Skype. Uh, David, do you have? did you take notes about this episode? Uh, yeah. Hold on one moment. You don't I, have to be. You don't have to be uh, sheepish. If you have literally one note, you have more than I do right now. <laughs> the reason I'm sheepish is that I took notes on the wrong episode. Oh no! Oh, what, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Holy crap, man! I was so excited. I was like, last night I'm gonna prepare, and I watched dis- digital. Estate planning. It's a good episode, oh. but not the one we're talking about. No. But not the one you're talking about. But that's okay because I know my community, and so that means I have as many notes as you do, Matt Benson. All right, and if this, if 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 and if I sour to Andrew, I can just turn to you, David, and you and I can do an episode about digital estate planning because it'll still be the same net number of notes to discuss. <laughs> uh, I believe this makes me the note king. <laughs> you're the note I- king. I'll Holy take, crap, I can't believe I... Man, I... Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure I told you the right episode, but... You did tell me the right one, okay. but I thought in my head, when I saw that, I, I read it, I was like, yeah, that's the video game one, and then I watched the video game one, <laughs> and then I did disconnect, and now I am a rube, well, listen, and I apologize. David, this is your first time on an episode with us. This is my 120th time, and I had a note <laughs> error. So, again, you're, you're in the clear, buddy. Uh, everyone's so, looking at me, saying he's the idiot right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm better at this, guys. <laughs> it's okay. Who wrote this episode, Andrew? Uh, this episode was written by Matt Murray, my friend Matt. Because as we've established previously on the show, everyone with the same first name knows each other, and your friends. Yeah. Yes. Because yes. Of course. Everyone with the first name is friends. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, David, so Dave, you're still listening to our season two episodes. That's correct, right? Yeah, so... So he's um, not caught up with our current bits. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. <laughs> I, 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 you know, calling them current bits really, I think, gives them more credit <laughs> than they're due. 
But I just want to say, you know, David, if, if we ever do something that seems odd, you don't know what the hell we're talking about, just start just sort smile of and nod. screaming, and, and we'll, we'll know that <laughs> you're in distress, and we'll stop. Just, just tell us we're being creepy weird, not cute weird, <laughs> yes. and we'll get it. I had this I had this really adorable story to, like, start this with as well that okay. would have okay. only worked if if it was for... Can I, I'm going to tell my, my, my Shut Up Leonard story anyways and uh-huh. pretend that we're talking about digital estate planning just just for this uh this story because i was gonna say that it was like oh it's like a nice little bit of poet poetic symmetry because i met andrew at the Podfest last year and it was because he was wearing the community shirt with the eight bit characters and i was like hey community i love that show and he's like if you like that show you should listen to my podcast (laughs) and then i did and that was my story (laughs) yes that that was a good time yeah it was it was good times and i can't believe that a year later I'm still not caught up. But in my defense, <laughs> I discovered Thrilling Event- Adventure Hour at around the same time, oh, and I sure. had that was a little higher on my priority list to get caught up with. I I hope you guys don't take offense to to oh, me I'd, liking Thrilling Adventure I'd Hour. I agree with that listing. <laughs> That's the thing you made the right call. As much as I love this show, <laughs> Thrilling Adventure Hour is amazing. Yeah, I guess they're better than us. <laughs> Andrew clearly doesn't want to admit it, but must. It's the showmanship in me. I have to. <laughs> we're the best, but also, maybe, yeah, they're good too. We're the best show about community on the internet, and we can say that with clarity and full hearts. That's true. All right, let's let's Absolutely. keep it moving. <laughs> Directed by Tristram Shapiro. Yeah, our old buddy from 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 the UK. Our old buddy T shapes. <laughs> T shapes. I don't want you to think that's something we do every episode because I will not let that be believed to be a current bit. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> it should be. No, it should. I'm gonna make it a bit to the end. God damn it. Now, uh, to so, the end. What? So five episodes from now? Like, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Like eight. Isn't what's, it? Your, what's the first scene? No, we got to do the overview. Overview. <laughs> where uh, basically this this episode uh, mostly takes place in the Dreamatorium. Mm. It's a it's a very different kind of episode, uh, but also uh, so kind of a subplot going on is the continuation of the uh, beginning of the romance between uh, Britta and Troy. Yeah, and Trita. And, yes, Trita or Broy. Yeah, whatever <laughs> you prefer. And uh, there's also, I think, uh, some of my favorite Dean stuff in this episode. There's some great Dean bits. This is a this is a great episode for that. Uh, but yeah, so uh, let's start it off. E- e- oh, so the group is studying. Mm-hmm. They're, They're cram- cramming. Cramming. See, I'm so I don't even need notes because I'm so in sync with you, bro. I can say the same word at the same time. They're cramming for uh, the midterm for what biology? Uh, yes, because it's Professor Kane who's sick, and that's why they get the three-hour yeah. extension. Which uh, when did you? Because I noticed about three episodes ago, but I never said anything that like Kane just completely drops off after the first what three episodes? Four but episodes. We'll see him again. Yeah, he shows up again, but it's kind of a. Uh, I think this is kind of a good way of balancing, like how Dan Herman talked about on the commentary for what the last episode, with the John Goodman experiment. Yeah, the John Goodman experiment, where it's the balance of having an A-list uh, guest actor be on the show. Well, this season it's like a delicious John Goodman sandwich on Michael K. Williams bread. Yeah, although John Goodman's also he kind of goes up to the end as well. Well, sometimes you know that's that's the juices, <laughs> the John Goodman, <laughs> the Goodman juices, the the John you know Goodman. Know you make loaf. like your PB and J, and the jelly just soaks to the bottom of the bread. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's John Goodman. I like he's, that. He's soaking jelly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that was kind of a, a an interesting balance where Kane will show up at the beginning and the end. He kind of we we book in that class, yeah, because that class is then finished once the season is over. Yes, but uh, it, yeah, it's interesting. It's good stuff. 
uh, but they do. So they mention him. He's he has the flu. Yeah. Um, and oh, so part of their studying, uh, they're trying to remember Kingdom Phylum. Yeah, kings whatever. play chess on finely grained sand. Whoa, is what I learned. I've never in heard school. that one. I can't remember the one that I knew though. David, Dave, did you have a, a mnemonic device for remembering that? For remembering which kingdom? The, the, phylum. Oh, yeah. oh, I didn't court, have a mnemonic device. Well, kings, kingdom, uh-huh. play, that phylum. Required paying attention. In chess. Table. Class, class, uh, on order, mm-hmm. finally, family, mm-hmm. grained genus, sand species. Yeah, uh, thank you. I can some- pass ninth grade biology. Biology. <laughs> biology. <laughs> You've gone British. <laughs> That's a British thing, sure. <laughs> yeah, like titanium, <laughs> aluminium. I think is the word you're searching for. Yeah, titanium. So, but Pierce's version is Pierce's version is Kevin. Please come over for gay sex. Yes. <laughs> Uh, which both Shirley and Danny don't understand why it has to both be Kevin and gay. They could have used Karen, and then he says, it's gay sex, dummy, so use great. <laughs> yeah, and then he says, oh, great, and I forgot. Yeah. Uh, but I thought that was a good good gag. It's a good bit. Also, this is a... You know, a, a, hmm. in defense of, of Pierce, mm-hmm. like, it's a little bit more... The extreme is more memorable. So, you know, <laughs> I, I think I would remember it more of the Kevin was, and gay sex. It's true. I also think... Um, this is kind of a weird thing where uh, uh, I had once theorized that Dan Harmon's go-to name was Rick. Mm. There's, a, there's a couple of Ricks yeah. going on. Uh, but also, I think Kevin is a go-to name because at, if you recall, at the end of, what, what was it, the first Halloween episode? Uh, uh, I don't know where you're going it, with this. You're, you're looking at me for help. And who's I, the guy who narrated that episode? Do you remember? Keith it was the, David. No, no, no. It was... Um, Abed. <laughs> no, it, it, it was George Takei. George Takei. Oh, George Takei. And at the end, that, he goes... And then what's... He does the... Um, Oh, I was just going to... The voicemail for Kevin. <laughs> oh, that's right. Kevin's of the world. Feel that, great. How's that, George? And the, the restaurant in this... Oh, see your Kevin's. Kevin's. Oh, my God. That was the most obvious one, and I went the long way to <laughs> yeah. Halloween. You went the long way, and I was just looking around like a dickhead, not knowing where I was going. <laughs> David's there with senior <laughs> Kevin. That's why, we, that's why he's a great guest. Congratulations, David. <laughs> Uh, to be fair, I, I just have the episode description in front of me right now, just that <laughs> as in place of my notes, and I just saw it yeah. there. So. And Broy does I, go I to Senior cheated. Kevin's. Yeah, Trita does go to Senior Kevin's. <laughs> um, but also... This, this is bothering me. This you're, keeps blowing you're being into attacked, my arm. Uh, uh, I'm Matt sorry, is I'm being sorry, attacked by uh, David and the audience. Drape? Yeah, a, a drape is coming at me strong, and I don't care for it. And I don't know what I can do about it. <laughs> Uh, I was also going to tell David that he, he only has to live up to being better than uh, Derek. And from <laughs> the internet's reaction, Derek was... Uh, Let's not pile on Derek. <laughs> I mean, he, he, people a- literally asked for him never to come back on Shut Up, Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wait, but, is he the only other guest you've had on an episode? Yes. yes. Unless now, you count our intros. Please take notes because he's already up on me there. I don't think he took he, notes. Uh, he didn't have notes. Yeah. Maybe uh, we should maybe we should go back and and play some of the the before interview audio just so that way the internet can hear me make some great Star Wars references and, <laughs> and then they'll like me. No, David, they are, you've had our, you saved our asses with the senior Kevin's bull. They like you. <laughs> I promise it. Um, what's your next note, Andrew, uh, Mister Note King? The Dualadine of Man. Yes, I love <laughs> this outfit that the Dean is wearing. The dean comes. This in. is perhaps top Dean outfit for me, ever. I, I I mean I don't want to spoil our one. super final episode where we rank all of the outfits of the dean. This is a good one. <laughs> but, uh, now that you've said that, we're doing it. Well, you I have realize. two. I have two other uh, episode ideas that I meant to run by you before we started. Well, thanks for doing that. I'll try and remember. On air. I'll have to try and remember to do it afterwards. I'm sorry. Uh, 
but yeah, uh, definitely this is a top Dean outfit because of uh, when it when we come to the end of the episode, it has a great payoff. Yeah, super great payoff. But basically, Dean is dressed up as um, uh, much like um, uh, a circus performer of old. Uh, half man and half woman. Or like when some kid would try to show off for the talent show and do Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and basically, he says he has he is doing uh, good news and bad news. Yeah. So he has to be half and half. Yeah, and so he so turns... Half a man, half a woman. Ha- halfway, and he says the good news... Is, or the bad news is Professor Kane has the flu, and the good news is bio- biology class. <laughs> See? <laughs> it's infectious. Uh, so that's pretty great. Yeah. And so... I, I've got a question about that. Like, the okay i think this may be jumping ahead a little bit because it's later in the episode that he comes back with the i have to go to the bank today right oh no he says that up front no he says that they they plan the three-hour lunch and then he comes back to get his pudding on the ritz cane (laughs) and then that's when he says it yes you know what this is you may be the note king but i'm the motherfucking memory king because i'm remembering more (laughs) details than you with no notes i had that that's a note and so, then you just said to him, you said it right now, when in fact there was stuff in between. There's a little bit between. Boo, 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 you, I rest my case. I'm better than you. <laughs> You're not the note king. <laughs> well, I'm not the note king. I'm the memory king. My question then for that, though, was mm. like, is this, because does this mean that every other outfit he's worn, he's gone out into public in? Like, That's a good question. Everybody has seen him in every single one of his outfits, because if... If he like was already like, oh, and then I'm gonna go run this errand, like you'd think that he would have run errands in his other weird, and that this is where I get a little, uh, well, not that it's that easy to get even more creeped out by the dean. Here, here's what I'm gonna say to you: mm-hmm. you see a man in a dress as the dean is worn yeah. on occasion. It's it's a little weird, but it's not as weird as a man wearing half of a dress and half of a suit. Yeah, that's true. So I that's think this true. is what he's really complaining about. Is that this is probably in a weird in a in a weird way it is the most weird outfit he's had yeah. to wear. And apologies, of course, to the trans community for Andrew just saying I'm, a man in a dress is weird. I'm not saying a man. In, it's it's odd. It's not. <laughs> come on. It is uncommon. Yeah, it is not seen every day. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. <laughs> I think we. But uh, also, I, like <laughs> the way. The way the Dean, like, I feel like there's something. Oh, there's definitely a theatrical flair to the, way, to the way the Dean does. To, yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. But I, I, I do wonder. I mean, we do know that he has a closet full of uh, outfit changes in his office, mm. but those are all also weird outfits. So it's not like he could be, well, I, I don't want to go as the half man, half woman to the bank. I'll go as Scarlett O'Hara instead. Like, it's not. It's, I, it's, 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 in most instances, it's going to be a lateral move. I'd like to think that maybe the dean made a rule for himself of uh, at a certain point in his life, he said, only one costume change a day. <laughs> and that was it. And he couldn't change back. So he considers his dean clothes a costume. Yeah, we've talked about this before. <laughs> the dean clothes are definitely a costume. He puts on the costumes and he becomes them. So putting on the dean outfit is becoming the dean. Yeah. You, don't, you don't feel he's always the dean. No. He has to put on that tie. Well, I guess on, Do you on, remember the, the, on the weekend he's just a regular Joe. He's just a regular Joe. Yeah. But also in the, um, the, the what was that episode called with the where they were making the commercial and all went wrong? Yeah. Um, in that episode, when he burns filmmaking Redux. Yeah, and when he burns his dean outfit, it is symbolic of his, he says, "I am a bad dean." Yeah. So he burns the outfit. Does he burn the outfit? I remember him burning his diploma. I don't remember him burning anything else. I thought else. he burned his dean clothes. I well, he took him, off the dean clothes. Well, he certainly because, did that because, and that that and alone is a symbolic nature of being. Or was that the dean. just another costume change into the savage dean that fucked the frozen yogurt machine? Yeah, we don't know what he did to that frozen yogurt machine. <laughs> he did something. <laughs> 
a lot uh, of but I like the questions. idea of him limiting himself to only one costume. Well, because huh? uh, in um, what was it in season six? Isn't at the end of season six he didn't do any costumes and he's and he, he puts on all the costumes at once? Yes. Yeah. That's uh, you know, that's that's what I think. I think we're reaching that point. Like mm-hmm. he, as the seasons go on, he's saying, okay, him, well, yeah. only one costume change a day, yeah. and then later on it'll be one one a week, and then by season six he gets to the none, he had a and then he goes crazy. Of course, where he just flew out all the rules. Yeah, where where he pretended like Dean Law was a thing. <laughs> I, you defended that at the time. I did. Let's not. I defended a lot idea. of things at the time because I thought season four <laughs> it was, was all we were gonna get. You were in the fog of war. <laughs> People make mistakes. <laughs> yeah. What's that Rumsfeld quote I'm reaching for? I don't know. Uh, sorry, I'm sorry. I brought it down with a searching for an unknown quote. Andrew? And hopefully I'll be able to get this statement in before Skype makes mother lag. You guys cut me off. Sorry, right. sorry, David. Uh, <laughs> no, it's all good. But I love to imagine that like the whole Dean limiting himself to one costume change a day is what caused the inspiration for this half man, half woman outfit. Oh, because- like, well, <laughs> I have to do both of these, but if I can't. Can't so turn around the corner anymore because I have to stand by my principles. So the only thing I can do is just combine it into the same thing. Yeah, big half a costume. I like that theory a lot. That's a, I think that's the best. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the. Uh, uh, all right, we've come confirmed. to the best point on that scene. What's next? Uh, boy, that was uh, twenty minutes on the dean. I am I, I winning at shut up Leonard right now? You're killing yeah. it. You're crushing it. Uh, I have a, a line here that I love that Britta says where um, when they learn that they don't have to cram for this test anymore, she says, last minute got moved to tomorrow. Yes. I like that <laughs> that's a lot. A uh, that's, I think, that all the time, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, oh, I can push that off again. Yep. Uh, and then, um, what is it? They, so they're going to have a three-hour lunch. Mm-hmm. So everyone's going their separate ways. Yeah. But then... What's everyone doing? Who wants Name to, them off. Well, surely, <laughs> she, instead of eating at the close burger place, she wants well, to go to the, the farther one. Because the manager wears a tie. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's Pierce going to do? Pierce is going to do something. Isn't he going to nap? No, I think Jeff's going to nap. <laughs> I think... Um, <laughs> I like that. I like that so much. Okay. I think Pierce is going to watch the first half of three movies. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. At, oh, that's such an old man thing. Yep. Uh, Troy and Abbott, of course, originally planned... They're going to have a three-hour dreamatorium session. It's time for a full Inspector Space Time episode. Yeah. Britta is originally planned to... I don't know if she says... Britta was going to go to Senior Kevin's. No. Annie was going to go to... Who was going to go to Senior Well, Annie Senior? just jumps right in and pitches that... Because uh, Britta and Troy had a moment kind of in the lead-up to this. Yeah. So Annie pitches, hey, you, you should go to Senior Kevin's. I hear they got that new cruelty-free burrito. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Abed says, I can't go to Senior Kevin's because the manager said Die Hard was bad. Yes. A joke which you once said was in season four. It is also in season four. But it starts here. Okay. You made it seem like it started in season four. I didn't like you defaming that joke, but I couldn't remember the episode it came from, so I kept my mouth shut. Okay. But guess what? It was this one. And uh, David, I'm glad you're here to see me vindicated like this. <laughs> but and to be fair, it <laughs> came back in the good episode of season four. So that's the, yeah, the one David are that we in agreement forget. here. In the Jim Rash, yeah, the Jim Rash episode. episode. I also agree that's a good episode. Oh, whoa, that's a good episode. We talked about that on. That's on, farther than I think you've ever come before. No, I think you've said, we said that on. We said every episode of season four was terrible. I think every episode of season four is still worse than the worst episode of the other seasons. But I think that's the best episode. No, of season four no, I would yep, put I, I would put the Jim Rash scripted episode in like the hot. top twenty episodes of Community. I disagree mm. with that, David. I'm sorry. I think you're a great person, but I think you're dead wrong there. <laughs> Um. Anyway, the manager said Die Hard was bad. He said Die Hard was bad. 
<laughs> so Abed can't go there. So then Annie says, well, you're always uh, saying, I'm always saying you should teach me how to use the Dreamatorium. Today seems like a good day for that. And Abed, like a fucking dickhead, just says, no, this is not a good day for well, that. Well, because then he asks, and then he says, oh, wait, is this a social cue? Yeah. <laughs> That's good stuff. <laughs> this is, this is, I think, one of the reasons why season three is my favorite season. Mm. And it'll come up throughout this episode. Is season three was was the season that was least afraid to make Abed kind of an asshole, which I think is, you of course have great sympathy in Abed at the end of this episode, but throughout, he is genuinely a dickhead to Annie. And uh, I, I like that this season kind of went there in the way that uh, other seasons had a kind of Abed worship that mm. I think didn't serve the character as well as this season did. Hmm. And uh, this was also, of course, the season most sympathetic to Berta, and you know I'm a big Berta booster. So if you're if you're if you're still wondering why season three is my favorite season, here are some more reasons for you on display in this but episode. I, David, go. I I just have to say that like I kind of uh, uh, maybe appreciates wrong. Like I am okay with like Abed. I understand Abed's decision to be like uh, I don't know if I can bring you into this dreamatorium world. Like his hesitancy to bring Annie in because as somebody who plays rpgs on the ring <laughs> sure i like there's certain people you can do that with and other people are like oh i want to try i'm like no you don't you're just <laughs> this is not gonna go good for either me or you and i could see that same mentality of abed being like just trust me on this one neither of us actually want this hmm. yeah but i mean when you do that to your friend you don't say it's because you're of a lesser mind than me and you can't appreciate rpgs like i do that's true. <laughs> That's the Abed way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so then we have the the dean says the bank thing. Yep, he's got to get his uh, putting on the Ritz then, cane. He knows there's a different word for it, but that's how he always thinks of it. Uh, then we jump into a dreamatorium adventure. Yes, we're on the you say because it it's in your notes. <laughs> it's, um, so okay, so there, there's a whole setup where it's Doctor Who esque, where it's oh, Abed's it's head floating in space, yes. and he's describing how uh, Inspector Spacetime goes on adventures with the constable, but now the constable's uh, sick at lunch. <laughs> at lunch yeah. yeah, and so he has to uh, have the adventure with Geneva. Uh, he's normally in the X Seven Dimensionizer, but right now he's in the HMS Spacetime Twelve. It's a lesser ship from a lesser episode or something. Now, do you think this means that the inspector serves the queen? Mm. Or do you think this is much like the actual TARDIS, a stolen vessel? Well, I think the X7 Dimensionizer is stolen. Well, I sure. think maybe the HMS Spacetime 12 is kind of a weird way of them referencing when the doctor had was on Earth. And he had a car. Yeah, he was on Earth. <laughs> and he was serving unit, right? And he had a car. <laughs> he had a car. And uh, so this is why it's a lesser Inspector yeah. Spacetime, because he's stuck so. serving the Queen. That's Ooh, why he's maybe. stuck with Geneva. Ooh, that's yeah. interesting. Instead interesting of regular constable. Fan theory. <laughs> Pull that right out of my ass. So, <laughs> and then the... Uh, I keep mixing up Annie's... Geneva character in my head with the name Minerva, and mm. I, I apologize for remembering season four. But See, continue. I keep mixing oh. it up. Not related to season four with the name Guinevere, just because mm. it's close. Well, and then it doesn't help when later on they talk about a different character that she could play named Rosamond. Mm, sure. Uh, but I'll get to that when we get to that. All classy British lady names. <laughs> yeah. Uh, much like Rosamond Pike. The great Rosamund Pike from Jack Reacher and The World's End. Also, Die Another Day. And Gone Girl. Maybe Best Forgotten, Die Another Day. But yeah, Gone Girl as well. It's a great film in theaters now, if you find the right theater. Nope. It, 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 and the Inspector Spacetime tool that he uses is the Quantum Spanner. Yes. Uh, not the uh, 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 screwdriver, Sonic Screwdriver. Which, I think, does it? have you seen a spanner that looks like that? I'm, we don't see it till later, uh, but no. 
Yeah. And are they saying spanner or spammer? Because I think Annie was saying spammer. I think like she was wrongly. I think spanner is the. Yeah, correct I think term. that's the correct spanner term. for our American listeners like us is a wrench. Um, <laughs> and this looks nothing like a wrench. I mean, we don't see it till later, but no. I, I, David, I think he's misremembering. <laughs> I think we, we do see, see it in the, the locker scene. I, think, I don't think we see it. In no, the she establishes scene. it in the scene so that she can pull it out in the locker scene. I'm King Memory. Don't forget. Okay, King, King Memory. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's not of, in my notes. That's why. <laughs> kind of appropriate in that the uh, song screwdriver, the real equivalent, does not look like an actual screwdriver. Yeah, that's true. Uh, also, Annie calls the Blorgons Blogon, which apparently means uh, thank you and Blorgon. <laughs> means thank you and Blorgon. <laughs> that comes back around in the end in a great, great reference. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I don't know what this means. I can't remember why Abed. Oh. Abed says something like, we don't just play uh, in the in the um, Dreamatorium. He says, me and Troy don't just pay, play dinosaurs versus riverboat gamblers. Oh, yes. Although that did help the permit. <laughs> that, that's how I, I got the construction approved. Yeah. Which I like the idea that at some point, because approved by who? Troy could only be the only person who yes. would have had to approve it. Yes. So at some point, Troy's like, I don't know about this Dreamatorium. <laughs> He's like, and, you, gotta, you gotta sell me on this. And then Abed's like, we can play dinosaurs versus riverboat gamblers. Now, here's what I'm going to ask the both of you, Andrew and David. Pitch me a scenario in which dinosaurs versus riverboat gamblers is a fair fight. I mean, in the it has to be water-based dinosaurs. Yeah. Or, I mean, to me, if it's a water-based dinosaur, then the dinosaurs are just going to win easily. Maybe if they're not water-based dinosaurs, that gives the riverboat gamblers some kind of uh, edge. So, but also, do the riverboat gamblers have to stay on the riverboat, or can they go on land for any reason? Well, I'm saying if they're land dinosaurs, then staying on the riverboat is an advantage. That's the safest place. But then what about, like, air dinosaurs? Well, I mean, this is my point. Or leaping dinosaurs. This is my point. I'm asking you to construct a reality okay. in which it is a fair fight. I don't think I have to uh, necessarily construct one, because I believe one has already been constructed. What now, you're going to have to bear with me a little. About, I, oh, no, 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 no. Just hear me out. Hear me out. We're ready. I have not seen Jurassic World yet. What? Oh. How, much, how much dinosaur fighting does Jake Johnson do in that movie? Zero. Zero. Absolutely zero. He tries zero. to kiss Lauren Lapkus okay, and fails. he is a riverboat gambler. What? What are you talking there's, about? There's a scene in, uh, what's that movie? Drinking Buddies, where he's talking about <laughs> uh, being a con man on a riverboat, and that was something that was taken from some of his backstory, and now I wish that he actually fought dinosaurs in Jurassic World, yeah. in which case I would really hope that the writers are secretly community fans making a really, really long, deep hard-to-get-to reference. That's interesting. Well, uh, I'm, if I'm any- I, I would say, say that, that movie does exist. Much like everyone who watched that movie, that movie has let you down. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say that movie actually proved the opposite of what you were trying to prove. <laughs> yeah. because, well, so much bummer. so that he he was nowhere near dinosaurs. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least a riverboat gambler was in the same movie as dinosaurs, and that's close enough in my book. Hmm. I just think that's a really great pairing. That's I mean, I've never yeah. it's never been explored fully. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what that's what uh, all Abed had to do was say that to Troy, and Troy was like, "I've never thought of that before. Let's try it." Yeah, that's how he sold it. When you picture the riverboat gamblers, is every single one of them Mark Twain? Because it's how it is for me. Uh, it's one in five. Okay, <laughs> it has to one be a fair fight, twins. please. Yeah. Uh, what what the hell is next? <laughs> oh, so Abed is saying, Abed is saying he can do good impressions of everyone and a half accurate Chang. Yes, <laughs> which I kind of like that. Well, that's... he reveals the machinery, the geometry, oh, yeah, what sure. powers it, which is mainly uh, paper towel tubes and the like, tissue boxes, tissue empty boxes. tissue boxes. Um, uh, so did this replace his, uh, what was his web series, his study group web series from season one? Oh, because, in a way it did, Because he yeah. hasn't yeah. done that in forever. Yeah. So did he just like stop doing that because he can just dream 
Ethereum it now. Yeah, I think sad. I think actually I think what happened was he stopped doing the web series because he just moved on to other creative avenues, you know, with his documentary and then leading to other things. And then this was his way to kind of reconnect to that since he wasn't doing that in film form anyway. I'm nodding in agreement. We've got a nod from Andrew. Uh, yes, yes, indeed. Thank so uh, Abed reveals the, um, it, he basically opens a closet at the back of the Dreamatorium, which reveals the inner workings of the Dreamatorium, which is basically that Abed goes into the pipes and other people don't. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, Abed is, this is where he proposes that perhaps Annie should be playing Rosamond, uh, who was a constable in season five of, of Inspector Space Time and only had three lines. Now, do you think this is in, in, indicative of she was in the whole season five and only said three things mm-hmm. or that maybe like she died early. Like Abed was like, I'll get rid of you pretty quick. If we play out your episodes, I think she was in the whole season. She had three lines. Uh-huh. They might've been catchphrases that were repeated throughout the season though. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Never considered that. That's my thought. Uh, and do you think this- like how Hodor only has technically one line? Yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, I mean, uh, Vin Diesel in, um, Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. The Galaxy. Or Vin Diesel and Iron Giant. Because he has less than one line in that, arguably. Sure. They played that in theaters recently. They did. I was. I can confirm that. I was upset. I wanted to kind of go see it. Well, you didn't. I, I want to go there. You have only yourself to I play. didn't have time. I'm, much a busy, like, I'm a busy man. Much like Scott Walker in an unused James Bond theme song, you have only yourself to blame. It's a deep cut for Damn. all the James Bond fans out there. Uh, and and uh, in the commentary, they kind of made a joke about um, how I think this was a joke that all these Inspector Spacetime references were based on absolute Doctor Who references, mm-hmm. but I don't think they are. Are they? I don't know. Some of them sound a little close, but I well, think I mean, they even said that at one point they had to change the name because they didn't realize it was a Doctor Who reference. So if that's the level of research they're doing, I'm okay. going I'm I'm to say no. I also forgot. I'm looking now at my commentary notes uh, early on in the commentary. episode. Uh, Gillian Jacobs comes up with the term clipisodes. Clipisodes. Uh, which I liked. It's their base, their clip show episodes. Yes. Uh, because one of them turned out shorter than it should have been, so they had to do that long uh, The Dean cartoon. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. The Dean cartoon, which I very much enjoyed, which the folks on the commentary found disturbing. Yeah, they still found it disturbing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and when we were in the study room, uh, on the board was written uh, over and over the phrase, who is the Nielsen family and where do they live? Mm. This being, of course, a reference to the fact that uh, apparently Nielsen families didn't like community yes. as much as real folks did. Yep. Or real Americans. Real hardworking <laughs> Americans after a hard day work at the leather factory. They like to the come home. factory? Yes. Stinking of tanning oil. They come home. They just want to relax with some good. They meta. just want to shake that cloud dust <laughs> off their boots. <laughs> they just want that's right, and they just want good meta ideas yeah. on television. But the Nielsen, the the Nielsen families are all they're all rich. They're 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 living on the foie gras farm, and and and, and they go home and they watch the Big Bang Theory because their minds are not engaged. No, no. Uh, Honey, I have had a rain cloud literally over my head this entire day. <laughs> All I want is my community. That's right. That's what they're saying. Uh, <laughs> what is this note? Oh, so. What did you write? I'll um, interpret it. So then uh, uh, Annie is going to leave. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. She doesn't leave yet until 
uh, Abed, he he decides to try and... Oh, she switches the boxes. Well, she gets a call from Troy first. Oh, Troy is like, oh, how's Abed? I'm the memory king. Uh, <laughs> she gets a call from Troy. Uh, Troy is worried. Yeah. Uh, Britta is sort of smiling politely, but clearly thinks it's weird that she's on well, sort of a first date with this guy, the weir- and he's calling it to I, ask questions about I think the roommate. extra weird thing is that he's doing it at the table. Yes. Like, it's, yeah. this was a call that you should take away from the table, yeah. and uh, Troy's just sitting there on the phone with Britta sitting there going, hey. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's, he's he's worried that she's gonna break Abed. He says, "Yeah, uh, because uh, you, uh, what does he say? Like, don't something the dreamatorium? Like, don't." So, so he says Abed's extra vulnerable in the dreamatorium. Yes, that's right. I'm the memory king. Um, so uh, uh, she goes in and she's sick of Abed's shit. I think, understandably. Um, yep. And she goes in to switch out the other people box and the Abed box, mm-hmm. meaning that instead of filtering the, his imagination through his mind, he'll be filtering it through the need of other people. Yes. To which Abed collapses and cries. Well, yeah, and uh, this is where uh, we get the whole uh, uh, Annie says, you warned me to tell you when you're being creepy cute and not... Yes, uh, you called back cute. Yeah. pointedly and earlier in this episode. <clears throat> also, I think it's uh, a fun little note that... Um, Annie, um, both Annie and Abed, so they're wearing you know, kind of like costumes while they're in the dreamatorium, yeah. but then when we see it through the dreamatorium vision, they become even more elaborate costumes. Yes. So that's kind of a fun... As we learned in the commentary, one of the most expensive pieces of wardrobe in the history of the show was Annie's dress in this episode. Yeah, Annie's dress in the dreamatorium vision. Yes, which she learned when she was doing bits, and I'm like, hey, quit fucking screwing around in that dress, it's expensive. Hilarious. Yeah. Uh... What do I got? Yeah, and her screwing around in that dress is the crew telling her to do masturbation jokes. <laughs> yes, as we saw on Which one of the outtakes reels. The <laughs> oh my god, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're shot on film, right? There's reels of outtakes, right? <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's watch the dailies yeah. on those reels. Not just her, by the way. That's a, a, if you see the that's a running bit where the crew will say, "Okay, we're just adjusting the shot," and it's basically getting them to masturbate onto their own face. <laughs> <laughs> but Annie, I think, was especially a, a target of that. And Allison she probably Brie. leaned into it. Oh, for sure. Uh, <laughs> if you've ever seen a single interview with Alison Brie, that sounds uh, yeah. right. Uh, so Abed, when he comes back up, uh, he stops being Abed. He becomes Jeff. Yes. Uh, first. And then he turns it into um, the Dreamtorium becomes... Hospital School. Greendale Hospital School. Where all the vending machines sell buttered noodles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some great background details. Yeah. And apparently this was all green screens, yes. which makes sense. Yeah. Um, but and they also, it kind of—I mean, it looks like green screens, which kind of fits because it looks like the Dreamatorium. And there's like weird, trippy details where, like, posters that you see in the background are for Inspector Space Time, like things that Abed would care about. Yeah. And but yet the the they have the, the butter noodles in the vending machines. Yeah, and the settings are kind of oddly familiar, where the the Dreamatorium Jeff is like uh, he he's describing the hospital, and he says, "And the cafeterias? Well, that's just okay. Yeah, <laughs> they're in the cafeteria. Yeah. They're in the." That the Greendale little, Cafeteria. Yeah. yeah, the Greendale Cafeteria, uh, which is kind of a, a weird thing that that's, that's a hospital. Yeah. In, in it's Hobbit's a hospital mind. school. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is, this is basically like a, a they're, they're ripping a little on Grey's Anatomy. Sure they are. Uh, or just hospital dramas in general. Or he says we, we have life-saving sex and life-changing surgery. Nope, that's flopped. It's close. <laughs> uh, and, so, <laughs> and sometimes at the same time is, is the line, of course. Yeah. Uh, I think so, a very uh, talk. Annie pretends like she's going to leave. Well, she is going to leave, but then she kind of pretends. She literally leaves the dreamatorium, yeah. pretends to walk off, and then comes back, yeah. and she turns it on Abed. Yes. She gets super into it, mm-hmm. uh, but into it in a way where she wants to save Abed. She wants to talk to Abed. She wants to talk to Abed. And he's pulling the old, there is no Dana, there's only Zool on her. <laughs> yeah. 
And so uh, she's basically trying to follow now a thread to get to Abed. Yeah. Uh, so she, she threatens uh, Dreamatorium Jeff, uh, which uh, leads to an insemination joke, yes. which doesn't make any sense, <laughs> but it's great. Uh, and then who's the first? Then they go to meet doctors, Doctor Perry and Doctor Barnes, Barnes yeah. uh, who are making out yeah. in the lab. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's what Abed thinks making out is. Well, or that's the best he can proximate between two. Yeah, exactly. Because the the implications have been made in the past that Abed does fine with women. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think it's that he doesn't know what making out is. I think that he's one person trying to trying to imitate, but specifically, specifically in his style where he has to be one person mm. and then walk to the other spot to be another person yeah. and then walk back. I challenge you to do better making out that way. All right. <laughs> Here we go. No, I'm not going to I'm going to describe that. the actions so, that Andrew is doing. Abed. Tongue coming into play real early. <laughs> Uh, the way that uh, this is visualized is actually really interesting. The yeah. Dreamatorium vision mm-hmm. kind of has a like a soft filter. How would you describe it? It's kind of like more bright. Yeah. And uh, also, whenever Abed switches characters, we get kind of an outline of Abed going into that character, like a, like a red wireframe human. Yeah, humanoid. It's it's visually super interesting. Yes, uh, I think this is uh, probably one of their more experimental episodes. Of course, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much every you, you could rank community episodes by least to most experimental, and it just keeps going up. Yeah. And uh, what well, huh. the cool thing I like about this is that it feels. Like, a lot of their other experimental episodes feel like a direct, like, this is a reference to this thing that's already been done. But this mm-hmm. Dreamatorium stuff, I can't I can't really put my finger on any other pop culture thing where something like this exists. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, too, because, I mean, the Dreamatorium itself is obviously based on the holodeck from Star Trek. But these, like, the visuals in this episode are, are, don't come from anywhere in Star Trek. It, no. it kind of grows into its own thing here, which is really fun and cool to see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it, it almost feels like slightly Matrixy ish yeah, or a little Tron, bit. It's kind of it's kind of everything plus. But some it's something else sauce. entirely, yeah. which is really cool. Uh, I should note for the for the home audience for David, we have no lights on in this room and the sun has gone down, so the mood here has gotten either spooky or romantic, depending <laughs> on your mood. <laughs> you can go turn on the light. No, I'll I'm, keep it going. No, we're the we're we're rocking this shit in the dark. <laughs> okay. Uh, so. Um, now, it's okay. Shut up, Leonard. Right. There it is. I like that jingle. I like that a lot. Uh, now we okay. If you recall, if anyone here was was around when the uh, Community Fantasy League oh those glorious days those was around, days. this episode gave us so much trouble. It didn't give me as much trouble as it gave you. Well, I had a very clear idea from the start. Simply what I because to be. everything in the Dreamatorium is Abed. Yes. Uh, so, but here I'm going to ask you outside of that. Mm-hmm. Should we take okay? So when um, Annie injects. Troy, for those who don't Troy. know what the hell we're talking about, the 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 community fantasy league was like fantasy football style thing for community. We're based on certain actions they do a lot, like if you know someone kisses someone, they get points, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's what it was. Yeah, uh, but but okay. So in the scene, uh, Annie wants to find out the truth, so she injects Dreamatorium Troy with the truth serum, truth serum. sodium pentothal, and so then Dreamatorium Troy starts speaking truth now. Should we take this to mean that Abed knows these facts about Troy mm-hmm. or that he's making them based on assumptions or are these all true? Should these all be true or some of them be true? Well, some of them, them are true? specifically about Dr. Barnes because one of them is I don't wash my hands before surgery. Okay. Which is but do you think maybe he doesn't wash his hands before a certain other thing? I, I, I mean, I, I think that is an assumption that, that, that Abed makes about what Troy would do if Troy was a doctor. Mm. How he came but to I those assumptions is up to you. But not specific doctor things like... 
Bus there's, stuff is obviously Robin true. would not have to lie about any weird Well, because choices. he says there's yeah. one. There's two specific things that I've written down. I need to find them. Dear good Lord, where in my... Okay, well, we've got says, another parents of butt stuff here, which I'm always for. Yeah, uh, but he also <laughs> says he was raised on the mean Matt streets Benson of Harlem. for butt stuff. That's correct. That's my campaign slogan. Now, now, Andrew Lindy is against butt stuff. Do we really <laughs> want someone in the White House who doesn't like butt stuff? Keep away from my butt. That's my catchphrase. <laughs> Matt Benson, 2016. <laughs> Uh, no, he says he was raised on the mean streets of Harlem. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's. A you bit think of, that's a Doctor Barnes thing? I think that's a bit of flavor for for Doctor mm. Barnes, the character in this Grey's Anatomy like show that Abed has imagined. Okay, okay, but then during the, I think that was before the Truth Serum stuff. But during the Truth Serum stuff, he does say that he is oddly attracted to Clive Owen. To the point, well, he says yeah, he can understand women's attraction to the Clive Owen to the point where he might as well be attracted to Clive Owen. Yeah, because in season five... That has to yeah. be a Troy thing. Because well, what's great is in season five, we get a little callback to that. Where, yeah, Troy says that he has a Clive Owen tumbler. Yeah. I believe that's during the... that uh, another, Again, another truth-telling episode. That's, that's during the uh, Pierce is Dead episode. Why well, can't we remember what these episodes are called? It's called Cooperative Polygraphy. Polygraphy. Thank you. And um, that's, uh, the, he says, I found your website. And then uh, Troy thinks it's the Clive Owen Tumblr, but of course it is the best friend handshake video. Mm-hmm. Uh, but back to this episode. Yeah. Uh, so then um, they do find out that uh, Abed is there, but as a patient and they need the file or something. I feel like you're jumping ahead there. He's skipping right over Shirley and Pierce. I'm going, that's in Shirley. Don't they have to go to Shirley to get the file? They is do, but they, I mean, there's a, bit of, there's a bit of business before we find out Abed is a patient. Okay. Well, I mean, I kind of assume that. Pierce right, thinks right he's on a train. Go. It's fun. Yeah, Pier- Pierce, a <laughs> uh, uh, good Pierce bit, yeah. where he's the sad Alzheimer's patient, yeah. and uh, he thinks he's on a train. Yep. I'm uh, on a train right now. <laughs> Boy, I don't know. I don't that know. is a weird <laughs> double callback. I don't know if that's even something we talked about on the show. It, let's not. That's a reference to the Soloist trailer. Just go look up the Soloist trailer, and you'll figure out what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, but I do love that Pierce thinks he's on a train. Yeah. I think that's a lot of fun. Shirley is taking, is taking care anything? of him. What? Anyway. Sometimes it's best to ignore me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm trying to do right now, trying to push on through. Uh, so Annie, the, there's also a bit of a running gag, of course, because it's a dreamatorium, and Annie's not as good as imagining things. She doesn't know where the things are. Yeah. So she asks, Dr. Jeff is, is going along with her on this journey, so yeah. she tells him to get the file, and she's kind of stringing along this fake Jeff, which is Abed, uh, yeah. with, with a fake promise of sex, yes. Dr. Sex. Yeah. Uh, so, or I mean, Abani is also a thing. It could be also a weird way. You no, know, I'm in favor of that. I know you are. Uh, it could also be just a little bit of kind of sexual sparks flying between the two of them as well. Uh, so basically, she tells Jeff to get the file, mm-hmm. uh, and then Shirley starts calling for security, and of course, Pierce says, "Conductor, <laughs> yeah. conductor." I love that. Good times. That's a good time. Uh, but she does get Jeff to grab the file. Yeah, and then he says, "We have to run now. Yeah. You better run in place and just let the walls move around you." Yeah. He's, I'm, well, he specifically says, I'm going to take you where you want to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But he doesn't take her to Abed. Phrasing. He, ta- <laughs> he takes her in front of Borchard Hall. Yeah. That same magical spot in season one where they shared a kiss. Mm-hmm. But, Jeff and Annie, yeah. according to the commentary, and I don't think anyone noticed, except Allison Bree, Bree, because yeah. she was the one who did it, yeah. she was wearing the wrong shoes. Yeah, they, they recreated the wardrobe except for Allison Bree's shoes. Mm-hmm. But she was the only one who noticed. And us now. I think she, you couldn't even see her shoes except for the first second of that scene. Yeah. Uh, and then Annie, Well, that just means that Leonard remembered the wrong shoes. True. And therefore, Abed yeah. used the wrong shoes in his simulation. I like it. You it's fixed true. it. You win, you. you win a community no prize. <laughs> there you go. Call back. <laughs> Woo! Uh, 
Uh, so yeah, but Annie says, uh, "How do you? How do you? I didn't tell anybody. How do you know about this moment?" Uh, he says, "Maybe, maybe the dreamatorium is real. Maybe it's your imagination is feeding it, uh-huh. or maybe Leonard was watching in the bushes and he told me about it." And we go to Leonard. and He yeah. says, "I don't have cable." For, of course, it's in our theme song, I believe. Great, great Leonard, Leonard. moment. We love Leonard. We love him so much. Now, uh, when we do, uh, so we we get to look at Abed's file. Mm-hmm. And there's actually, I paused it so that I can get some, I can see if there are any details. (laughs) Did anyone even hear that? I don't know, but it was for me. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I heard a cough. What what are you talking about? Uh, I don't know if he's feeding the bit or if he didn't hear the word genuinely. I had that with you last week. I I was trying to feed the bit. Okay, thank you, David. I'm sorry I I called out. Just assume everyone's feeding the bit. (laughs) Uh, always be accidentally, feeding accidentally the bit. invented a new term which is feeding the bit which i don't think existed until now <laughs> that's a great term i'm gonna keep it going you know what i yes this should be a new podcast feeding the bit with <laughs> matt benson and it's just like how many of matt benson's stupid jokes can people like try to keep leading on until he asks like wait wait are you being genuine right now are you feeding the bit? <laughs> I like that coming to Benby Network next fall. Next fall? Well, I gave, a whole, I gave us a year. <laughs> okay. It's going to take a lot of development to get this right. That's right. So uh, on Abed's uh, sheet, uh, what little information I could pull off of it, I didn't write this down, but his father is listed as the emergency contact, of course, Gooby. Gooby. Um, but also the attending... So it, Wait, it, his father is an obscure Canadian bear from a movie? Yes. Uh, a- Annie was listed, of course, as the administrator who signs off on this paperwork. Yes. Uh, which which deems Abed to be uh, uh, what's the exact term that they use on there? I don't write it. But uh, a lot of the things on the file are the things that she said on the phone to Troy. Yeah, so that means that Abed was listening in when she was on the phone, yeah. which is uh, not so good. Uh, but but there's also the attending physician is named, and it, it's not a name that I recognize. What's uh, the name? Uh, the first uh, just first initial S, mm-hmm. and last name Gagosian. S Gagosian. David, does that mean anything to you? Uh, the only oh, it doesn't mean anything to me. I'm trying to think of S names, and the only thing I could think of was Starburns. Mm. But he has a different la- what's well, his, his name last Alex. name? Uh, yeah. Alex Osborne. Yeah, but what's his Alex last? Osborne? Yeah. Oh right, right. I mean, right, there right, is right, right. Slater, but that's just. Mm. But that's a last name. Yeah, and I thought maybe uh, much blank. much like when in the Pillows and Blankets episode, the doctor name on that was a reference to Fletch. Yes, Dr. Rosenrosen. Uh, but Abed, I mean, the There's Danny also Dr. Booty. Tarpinian, Dr. Tarpinian to radiology, please, from the Annie's Big Move episode. Yeah, but there's also... Um, I think what we're learning here is that doctors have long names <laughs> between Tar- Tarpinian and Ger- Gerber. Yeah, Gagosian. There it is. But Danny Pudi hasn't really been in that many films or anything that's, uh, you know, as classic as Fletch yet. I think you're forgetting a little movie called Road Trip Colon Beer Pong. <laughs> He was in that? Yep. Poor guy. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess... Wait, was that a uh, full title, please? I, that was Road Trip, colon, oh, Beer it's Pong. Oh, it's not. Uh... <laughs> I think okay. it was just called Road Trip, Beer Pong. Okay. What a goddamn dumb title. <laughs> yes. Anyway, <laughs> I just... Straight to DVD. I want to... I, I, I think... How does one play Beer Pong on a road trip, anyway? Well, you got to bring your own you table. Well, you need some kind of gyroscopic stabilizer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think also... But you're also bringing your own table. I think there's oh, yeah. specialized to put, on, to put on the gyroscopic stabilizer. Yeah. Anyway, Are they anyone... doing this on like the roof of a van? I'm sorry. I'm that's sorry to derail no, this even more. I'll tell you, I was at a, a college house once, a house where a bunch of college oh, boys yeah. were living. And uh, we saw there was like a door that had been taken off its hinges. Someone's bedroom door was just like sitting uh, on like a kind of smaller table. <laughs> 
And we said, why is the door on the table? And they said, we needed something to play beer pong on. Which means that to someone in that house, having a spot to play beer pong was more important than having a bedroom door. So, I mean, the beer pongers out, out in the world there, they're, uh, it matters to them. It's a big deal, apparently. Uh, Ooh, do you know who directed Road Trip Beer Pong? Why are you looking this up? Okay, well, who? I, want, I wanted to confirm the title. I was right. Is it Tristram Shapiro? It was Tristram Steve <laughs> Rash. Maybe Jim's brother. He <laughs> Probably not. Sister. <laughs> well, maybe her name is Steve. Okay. Sometimes names Wait, are weird. Steve Gagusin? <laughs> was it Steve oh, Gagusin? What was Gagosian? Gagosian? Look up Gagosian. How did the fuck do you spell Gagosian? It could be Gagosian. I don't know. G A G. Hold on. O S S. G A G. I A N. O S S. I A N. Yeah. Gagosian. Gagosian. There's a Gagosian gallery in Beverly Hills. Wait, what was the name of his of Abed's friend, foreign exchange friend? Pavel. Okay, I thought it started with an S. Uh, did we ever get a Larry Gagosian as a person? I think he's the name of the namesake of the museum. Huh. That's a museum? Or a gallery, excuse me. Oh. Yeah, all I'm 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 seeing, all I'm see all I'm all I'm all I'm seeing, all I'm all I'm seeing, all I'm seeing is this gallery. Is that from your new single? I knew I'm working on a mixtape right now. It's gonna be Way of the future. Thank you. Thank you, David. I can't join you because I'll get stuck in it for too long. Anyway, although the one I would always think of is it's a mixer, it's a mixer, it's a mixer. <laughs> to actually bring the community reference Thank into the you. community podcast, keeping us on track. I like that. What's next, Andrew? Uh, so uh, Annie and Abed, they they have a bit of a real moment uh, where Annie Annie says she's not in love with Jeff. She yeah. says she's in in love with the idea of being loved, and yes. that if if she can get someone to love her, then she will never be unloved. Yeah, and that's deep. This this scene like is some of the like most deep interesting stuff that's yeah. happened in community because i think you're you're right like uh mad about the like season three does get a lot of crap because there's a lot of weird episodes like the blade episode but when it hits <laughs> like it's deep moments it starts to go in bojack horseman territory territory of really interesting stuff and this is definitely one of those moments that i appreciate allison Bree is attracted to those kind of shows of course because she's on both of them uh-huh what? anyway uh what oh so then well she tries to storm off yeah she hits she, a wall she hits a wall which i like about that just as a subtle point is like she she fully buys the dreamatorium reality at this point because <laughs> when you really think about it she's standing in a room that is clearly not outside of Borcher hall yeah and yet she still buys it so much that she'll she runs straight into a wall mm. which is a kind of nice moment where even where she's at her maddest at abed she is also the most with him mm. just a little bit of you know subtle point uh, but Annie says she wants to be alone, so then Abed says, oh, perfect, and then he becomes he Annie, becomes Annie yeah. which uh, here's a fun commentary Two note. Annie's. Fun commentary note. Uh, they they talk about on the commentary, Gilliam Jacobs talks about, uh, well, first, Alison Brie talks about how oh, weird yeah, it was because she's doing, she's talking to someone who is not talking and hearing uh, uh, Abed, uh, Danny Pudi, give the lines from behind her. Yeah, so what, Alison Brie is looking at her own stand-in. Yeah. Who's not allowed to talk. But who looks kind of like her. Yeah. yeah. So she's just standing there staring at Alison Braid, not saying anything. Uh-huh. And Danny Pudi's saying lines. From behind her. And he has to, yeah, because she has to react to that way. Yeah. Although they also said when they do it with Pierce, 
the 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 guy who's reading the lines is a different person from the stand-in. Yeah, they and say that, that guy's not standing behind him, so they have to be careful not to look at the person who's talking uh-huh. and to keep looking and reacting at the person who's just staring at them. Yeah, I believe they call it Chevy's photo double and Chevy's stand-in. Yeah, two different. The stand-in people. is allowed to say the lines. Yeah, the, photo the photo double is not. not. <laughs> He's not allowed to speak at all. Yeah, yeah that's Acting crazy. Is weird. Acting is so weird. <laughs> uh, but that's fun. Good times. Uh, but then, so Annie, Annie talks to Annie. And then, uh, is this where she becomes Abed? Well, because Annie, yes. Abed is Annie, so Annie becomes Abed. Yeah. She says, "Wait, so I can be you?" So then she says, "Like Star Wars, Star Wars, Zardoz, cool, cool, cool." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then she becomes Abed, and then Abed becomes Chang to arrest Abed because no Abeds are allowed here. Yeah. And uh, so then, while Chang Chang is yeah. taking Abed away, then he briefly Pierce, disappears. Yeah. Just to say, I have no idea what's going on. He says, "He says I have no idea what's going on." And apparently, during the table read, yeah. uh, Chevy Chase himself, right before that, said, "What the hell is going on <laughs> <Yeah>. here?" <laughs> so, uh, props to um, Matt Murray or Dan Harmon or whoever it was in the writers' room who said <laughs> that's what he needs to say because <laughs> he is literally he said, said yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so Chang, the Chang cop takes. Uh, so Chang, Abed as Chang takes Annie as Abed yeah. <laughs> to a locker, throws him in, uh-huh. says, uh, "Caution, Abed inside." All, yeah. all, all kinds of stickers on the outside. But then once they're inside, then uh, real Abed mm-hmm. uh, is chained up inside the locker, which is larger than a normal locker. Wearing it's like a trench a coat for reasons unknown. <laughs> He's he's dressed like um isn't he dressed like in space Inspector Space Time? Oh, is that with Oh, I guess Yeah, that he's wearing sense. his Inspector Space Time outfit, okay, so yeah. he is Inspector Space Time. That makes sense. Uh so He then, didn't have that that headgear what threw me off. Oh, okay. Well, Annie as Abed, then she becomes Annie again. Yeah. Uh because she stops being Abed because yeah. Abed's there. Yes. And so then when Abed describes where he is, he says, uh, "I'm in a locker, but it's bigger than what it normally is. You know, I spend a lot of time in lockers." Yeah. And that's like, "Oh shit." And that's where we get a lot. I think again, this is what season three is so good at. Uh, you know, Abed was, I, I think, genuinely being kind of an asshole in this episode, and then we we kind of come around to the point where we see why, and it makes sense, and we feel sympathy with Abed. That's what season three I think does best is kind of taking you to that dark place and then taking you back and saying, well, here's why it is, and here's how we can fix it and make it better, which is what Ab- uh, Annie kind of does here with with uh, a bit of a winger speech for Abed. Mm-hmm. You were looking it's at your notes. Great. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying that, like, it's that great level of, like, showing you the reason why and being like, okay, here's a human aspect. It's not apologizing. It's not saying that this person is good for doing that. Yeah. But at the very least, you can understand where they're coming from, from a human level. And, yeah. Which and I think is... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, the most important thing for Abed is to recognize that he's still a human being. Because I think it's really easy... To forget yes. that, nope, Abed has the same human problems that everybody else has. And easy for Abed, too, I think, to forget that, that, that he is, at the heart of it, just a human being. Uh, and, and I think, again, like you were saying, like it's not apology. It's not saying he's, he's, we shouldn't hate him because this is why he does those things. But it is, it is coming to one where it's saying, okay, so this is why he does his things. So maybe Annie can introduce this idea of empathy now to help him out. He's, he's moving on without ever saying that, you know, he has an excuse for his past behavior. Very nice. You were looking yeah, at your notes. One of my. Go ahead. Go Oh, one of my uh, uh, best friends in life uh, has Asperger's. And so seeing community, like especially episodes like this or Pillows and Blankets, was like a really just like fantastic window into because he definitely had the in the group of people I was around 
Town had the same progression uh, in everybody's minds as Abed did. And like the first bit of it, everybody was like, I'm not entirely sure who this silent person is and why we should pay attention to him. And then all of a sudden, he's basically God and everybody loves him. And then by the end of it, it's like, no, he's human. He has a, like, it's a different processing speed that got there and there's a different way of, of like lens of viewing the world but at the end of the day it's still a lot of the same cause and effects that causes whatever decisions a person makes yeah. uh, and you were looking at your notes and frowning as if something is wrong uh, no I figured it out okay figured it out <laughs> Did you watch the wrong episode too? Yeah, this whole time he somehow didn't realize it until now. <laughs> so I'm the memory king. <laughs> what? Okay. Because I'm my fake. But note. I still remember more than you. I was doing fake notes even. <laughs> but even with the fake notes, I remembered more than you. Anyway, I'm the memory king. I'm the note king. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't remember how they get to this point, but but Abed <laughs> describes you're not the memory king. <laughs> Abed describes some future events. Mm-hmm. He's like, I. Oh yeah, well, I he, played out the scenario. He's saying because it, it doesn't work out for me. I, I don't, I don't, I don't get a girlfriend. I don't, I don't, I don't. Well, that was I, wrong. I don't, I don't get into Sundance, Slam Dance, or Dance Pants. Troy Men's Dance Pants in 2019. Uh, I can't tell him he has to get there himself. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty great, right? Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, which leads kind of Annie into her winger speech, where she says, "Your your simulations are like great sci-fi. They they're cool and fascinating, entertaining, and maybe hinted some greater truth, but they're not literally accurate. It's 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 not going to happen." So, uh, and he's able to convince uh, Abed. She's able to convince Abed rather that uh, he can he can he can move on, and he, he doesn't have to he doesn't have to live with the burden of what he believes the future to be, which is that everyone will abandon him. Yeah. Uh, which and that's kind of sad because I mean that's kind of based on his his past. He was kind of yeah. abandoned. Also sad because since it's not literally going to come true, we know Troy's never going to invent dance pants. Why not? <laughs> because what, are ta- what are you talking about? <laughs> it's not 2019 yet. Well, Anything could happen. Anything could happen. Um. So uh, Annie, uh, she switches gears back into Inspector Spacetime mode so that she can get the the spammer spanner. Yes. And uh, get him out of those chains because uh, Abed says there's no keys for these uh, locks. And she says, well, what about a quantum, a quantum spanner? Yeah. yeah. And so that gets him out. And then Abed says, well, no, it's not used for that, but we can make it work. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Which, it, again, showing growth on Abed's part because at the start of this episode, he said, no, that's not how it works. And you're an idiot and you should be uh, Rossman. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whereas now he says, we can do that. Yeah. Uh, and then they, they go on back into the spaceship. They fight. The Blorgons, yep. which leads to uh, a part yeah. where Annie <laughs> literally uh, uh, jumps onto a Blorgon, a Blorgon, Blorgon excuse and you. says, "You're gonna, you're gonna blog on me for this later." Yeah, or something. yeah, it's good stuff. But then it's also it's Abed she's punching, yeah. and she's like, "Oh, but he's I'm sorry. into it because she's coming into the fantasy." Yeah, that's yeah. good stuff. Uh, then they, with the the group re reconvenes. Yes. we didn't talk at all about. Uh, we do see one interspersed moment at Senior Kevin's. Oh, there's uh, a great little payoff here where so in when Troy is uh, imagining the Senior Kevin's date. When Abed, the, what that's what I said. Yeah, <laughs> if you'll check the tapes, I think you'll find that's what I said. I'm the memory king. <laughs> when Abed is imagining the Senior Kevin's date, he's a really insulting to Troy and Britta yeah. and, and their relationship. Or future relationship, rather, and B, he he imagines the the manager of Senior Kevin's is the guy who comes in and says, "Sorry, your tacos are going to be late. I was too busy completely misinterpreting Die Hard." Yeah. And then when we see the real manager from Senior Kevin's, he does immediately open with, "And here's another thing I hate about Die Hard: two FBI agents named Johnson. Come on." 
So that that was a really fun little payoff where he was actually accurate about the senior Kevin's uh, yeah. manager. Uh, as as we've seen uh, uh, with the real or the cool Abed films, yeah. Abed knows what he's talking about. Yeah, but not so much with Troy and Britta. No, and maybe he's too close. I think he just he doesn't want it to happen so bad that he refuses to acknowledge that. And it, he's it's he's kind of mad at it, it was weird because in the beginning he was kind of mad at Annie for trying to make it happen. Yeah. And Annie's like, it's not like I want like I'm trying like I'm pushing them. It's just because like, that'd in, be fun. In, in Abed's mind, the, Troy and uh, Britta getting together means they won't be friends with him anymore. Yeah. So therefore, in Abed's mind, Annie is just actively trying to take Abed's friends away. Yeah. But they grow. They grow. And at they the end of this episode, they all come back together again. Yeah. Back into the study room. Uh, Troy uh, and Britta had a lovely time. They did. Uh, Surely she She hacked the Matrix and went to the... <laughs> she went to the closer one. No, she went to the mall to get pizza. I oh, to the mall came. to get pizza. That's right. Because she realized, what am I doing? I'm, I'm traveling across town for the same burger, so I went to the mall to get pizza. I hacked the Matrix. <laughs> uh, there's a great moment here where uh, Pierce says, I almost sat on my balls, but dodged out of the way at the last minute. Mm. Everyone is proud of him. Everyone is genuinely proud of him. Yeah. And then a moment later, uh, when everyone's getting real, he says, "All right, I'll tell you the truth. I didn't. I didn't get out of the way. I sat right on him. Hurt like hell." And everyone is genuinely sympathetic. And, and uh, Annie and Shirley do the trademark. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's very nice. Uh, and this is where the dean reveals that uh, going to the bank dressed like that yeah. was the best decision he's ever made. He's yes. he's had the deepest conversation <laughs> of his life. Yeah. Uh, and he's made a lot of new friends. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love Very that. Nice. I love it when the it's dean... It's genuinely like, heartwarming to yeah, me. When, he, when the dean can open people's eyes, that's when it's like, we've, we've made it, America. I, I love when the dean wins, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the tag. Yes. Uh, there wasn't more, right? It's just the tag. That, yeah, I, not that I can think of. So in the tag, it's trying Abed in the morning. Oh, uh, with Annie. With special guest Annie. Because yeah. She's welcome to play and, in their games now. And is this the first trying Abed in the morning of the season? Or am Ooh, I crazy? Maybe. I think it's the first of the season. It I think could be. It, it was in season two a couple of times, but now it's shown up for the first time here. It could be. Yeah. Well, I do mean, you mean them literally saying Troy and Ahmed in the morning or just doing that song? They've definitely done this song earlier in this season. We're talking about doing the actual morning show segment. Oh, okay. In do. this season. Yeah. I think it's in season two a lot, but this is season three. I think this is the first, yeah. I think this is the first appearance in season three. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's it's always a fun time. Uh, and Annie is is uh, giving house tips. Yes, interior design tips. Interior design <laughs> tips. Uh, and then it culminates in her uh, doing, she says, and I did an extreme bedroom makeover. <laughs> yeah, which, of course, freaks Abed out. <laughs> Abed is super freaked out. And then uh, Troy says, oh, uh, uh, Garrett, cut. Which I love that Garrett is filming this. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. he, even, uh, I, I kind of love that, I love it both ways. I love it when it's not actually being filmed. Yeah, because that was the very first turn up in the morning. It was just not filmed at all. When Jeff was like, what What are you guys doing? There's yeah. no camera here. Yeah. Yeah. But now that it, even if it's being filmed, it's also legitimate in the sense that Garrett's there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Troy ends the episode by holding up a little sign. Section or a downgrade? Hmm? What's that? Oh, I was just saying, was that a tr- promotion or downgrade for Garrett to go from weatherman to cameraman? Oh, that's interesting. Ooh, yeah. Oh, well, much like Leonard's nose job, I think it was a lateral move. <laughs> nose job? Yes. Okay. Make um, sure I got that right. But he holds up a technical difficulty sign and he hums Daybreak. Yeah. And the, the, the technical difficulty sign is a hand-drawn. It's Troy and Abed in, like, construction uniforms, which is delightful and maybe foreshadowing. Oh, Roddenberry. Roddenberry. Those are plumbers, though. Yeah, but it's. I like the idea of yeah. <laughs> Troy and Abed dressed up as... Troy and Abed dressed as construction workers. I had to, I had to add a little English on the end there. Yeah. 
Um, and I think that about that, that does it. Wraps, wraps her up. us up. So you know what it's time for then. Uh, if you're going to do your plugs chant. It's going to screw all of us yeah, up. I, plugs. I can just turn you down. Plugs. That's the no! way that this works now that we're plugs. using my fancy I'll board. I'll just get louder. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh. Uh, David, you want to... What's that? We can hear you. Wait, can you guys hear me? Yes. Hello? Yeah. I don't yeah. think he can hear us. Hello? Uh-oh. Have we lost David? Well, we can hear him, but he cannot hear us. We Seems can hear... To be the situation. Dave, oh, oh, no. We got no, I can hear you. It says there's a internet connection problem between you two, and it is fixing it. Skype is saving Skype the day. Skype is on the line. Skype is repairing it as we speak. Skype uh, is... Oh, boy. I would say if I were I'm going to do the plugs right now. If I were to guess what was happening, I'd say we're getting a spotty connection. So just hold tight, David. Hopefully, you'll be back with us for real soon. And Andrew, do your plugs. My, uh, plugs. I do another podcast plugs. called Nerd's Eye View, plugs. where every week we review a new plugs. film that's in theaters. Uh, the most recent one that we just did plugs. was The Martian plugs. with uh, uh, our own plugs. Justin Kizan of Benville Spielberg. We got David back here. We got David back. Can you hear us, David? I had things to say. I had oh. things to say. Oh, we were going to come back to you. Are you with us? Did you just say margin? Yeah, it sounded like you just said the margin there. And the Martian. I got flashbacks. I feel like we're experiencing a lag at the moment. Adventure. I'm here. Okay. You want to do your plugs? Well, this is wonderful. Never mind. I was trying to make a thrilling adventure joke, but it's fine. Keep going. Sorry. I, I half heard it. Uh, Sky, yeah, Sky. I can do my plugs. Okay. I have one more thing to say about the update. Oh, oh go do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, my, my thing about... Because I just want to talk a little bit about the whole Annie Abed. Oh, uh, yeah, go for it. Sure. The, Annie, the Annie Abed of it all. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think I think whatever the lag was seemed to get fixed. Cause yeah, it sounds good now. seems better. Yeah. Um, anyways, but like, so I know we were talking a little bit at the PodFest of the audio that you guys deleted from me because apparently <laughs> I wasn't cool enough or something. Uh, um, was that was all on Andrew. I had nothing to do with that deletion. <laughs> You're here now. Oh, That's we what matters. We were talking about the little bit. Of, <laughs> I know. Actually, it's a plus for me. Uh-huh. Then I get a whole episode. Um, <laughs> but the whole, whole Annie Abed shipping thing, because I'm definitely in the Annie Abed camp. Sure. Right there with you. And um, I think this episode is really great for it. Because if you think about, like, Annie and Ovid would be perfect together because what did Annie say was her attraction to Jeff? It was just the idea of it. She liked playing pretend in her romance and who's the best at playing pretend is Ovid. It, it would be perfect. It would be great. They would be wonderful together. That, that's all I have to say. Or they'd be enabling each other into an early grave. But it'd be cute. This is Matt Benson playing Devil's Advocate. <laughs> it'd be hella cute. But it would be an adorable <laughs> early yeah. grave. Yeah. Do you want me to do my plugs now? Yes, yes please. please. Plugs. Plugs. All right. Plugs. Well, I uh, host an ep- uh, podcast Plugs. called Thank You Internet, where Plugs. we interview different Plugs. internet Plugs. content creators, YouTubers, webcomic artists, podcasters. Uh, some interviews we've done recently Plugs. that might Plugs. be of interest. We did an interview with Plugs. Aaron Yanda, who Plugs. did some Channel 101 Plugs. stuff. So there's that Dan Harmon connection. Plugs. And a long time Plugs. ago, we did an interview with uh, Andrew Lindy there. Plugs. So uh, you have Plugs. that. Go to pipedreampodcast.com. Plugs. Plugs. All right. That I'll... was the greatest moment in Shut Up Leonard history where you actually joined me on the plugs chant. Well, I'm going to start doing the plugs chant to you. Well, fine. I'm going to turn it Do on it. you. <laughs> thank you for that. And thank you for the plugs, David. Um, yeah, go check out my episode of Thank You I Internet. would join, but I think the lag would just ruin everything. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that's all right. I understand. 
who's going next? Me or you? I'll continue mine. Plugs. Uh, so as I was Plugs. saying, Nerds I View, it's a podcast Plugs. that I do every week. Plugs. We just reviewed The Plugs. Martian with Justin Kizan, who you might know from Benview on Spielberg. Plugs. Plugs. Uh, so go check Plugs. that out, nvpodcast.com. You should also check out Pick Plugs. Your Path. Uh, the last episode of season one just dropped. Uh, it's a great Plugs. time. The Secret of Mulligan Plugs. Cove. Pick Your Path is a Plugs. choose your own adventure style enhanced Plugs. podcast where you, the listener, Plugs. get to make choices in a scripted Plugs. story, much like the choose your own adventure stories of old. Plugs. Uh, Network.com slash PYP. Plugs. Also, check out the Patreon Plugs. for Patreon Shut Up Leonard. Patreon.com slash Shut Up Leonard. Uh, and if you go there and Plugs. you give any amount of money, Plugs. I think the dollar is the lowest Plugs. amount that they'll allow you to give, Plugs. you get access to our bonus Plugs. feed, a special Patreon-exclusive feed, uh, with two episodes now, a Plugs. third, very soon, Plugs. joining along, Plugs. and as many more Plugs. as we decide to keep giving Plugs. the things Plugs. to. Plugs. Yeah. Plugs. Uh, my Twitter Plugs. is at Podcaster Andrew. Plugs. David, did you say your Twitter? Plugs. 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 <laughs> My podcast is, Plugs. or my podcast, my Plugs. Twitter is at David Plugs. W. Spencer. Plugs. Plugs. Okay, now. Plugs. I'm Matt Plugs. Benson, and I would like for Plugs. you to go to BenViewNetwork.com. Check out all the Plugs. great shows on there. Shows like Plugs. Benson's Boombox, Plugs. Matt and Rhino's Wrestling Show, Plugs. Popsicles. Plugs. I started with the two that are Plugs. defunct, sort of. That's an interesting choice. Uh, Popsicles, uh, BenView on Spielberg, and of course, Pick Your Path. Um, I'm involved with all of those shows, and they're all great, and you'll, you're not a real American until you listen. Um Go to twitter.com slash Dr. Matt Benson. That's where you can follow me. Or you can just search at Dr. Matt Benson like a normal human being. Uh, you can also follow this show on Twitter at ShutUpLenPod. Uh, you can write us an email at ShutUpLeonardPodcast at gmail.com. And it would be super sexy, cool of you to do things to us on iTunes. And what I'm talking about there is writing a review, rating us, subscribing to us. Those all help us. Those are all great things that will make your parents proud. Google Pylon. Hello out there in Benview Podcast Land. My name is Josh, and this is Jesse. Hello. And we happen to do a podcast about video games called the Extra Damage Cast. Indeed we do. If you like to talk about video games, or more accurately, listen to other people talk about video games, you should check out our podcast. It's at extradamage.com or on the Benview Network website, whatever that is. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.